Merry Christmas. Good evening. Thanks for being here. Uh, I know there's lots going on, so thanks so much for making the time to join us here at Central Avenue Church. And thank you to all of you who are joining us via Zoom. Um, while you're here with us virtually, you still matter. And thank you so much for doing so, for, for being with us. The traditional theme of Christmas Eve is light. And that's primarily because Jesus is described in both Matthew and Luke's gospel, in the nativity stories there, as a light of revelation to the Gentiles. But what does that mean, that he was a light of revelation to the Gentiles? Well, let me just say what it didn't mean to get started. It didn't mean that salvation from God's wrath and eternal punishment in hell was going to be offered to both Jews and non-Jews alike. It didn't mean that heaven and a wonderful afterlife would be offered to non-Jews as well as Jews. It had nothing to do with the afterlife, this idea of Jesus being a light of revelation to the Gentiles. Rather, it meant that Jesus revealed God's love for all, especially those who had been told by religious law, i.e. the Gentiles, that they were not the children of God because of their social location, because of their religious and ethnic background. These were now seen in a different light, the light of God's audacious, all-inclusive, and radical love. From the beginning of Jesus' story, he embodied this ideal. We see it most clearly in Matthew's nativity story, in the beginning of it. Matthew's gospel begins, of course, with his nativity story, but it begins with a genealogy, Jesus' genealogy, tracing his roots all the way back to Abraham. And Matthew lists about 50 men, 5-0, 50 men in that genealogy, and only five women. And it's actually remarkable he mentions any women because this was a very patriarchal society and people trace their lineage, their heritage, their ancestry through their male ancestors. And yet Matthew mentions five women and only five. And it's really interesting who he mentions. Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, Bathsheba, and of course, Mary. And those five women all share something in common. They were all women of ill repute. They were all women of questionable purity according to ancient standards, first century Jewish standards, you might say. Two of the five women, Tamar and Rahab, were sex workers. Tamar was actually guilty of incest. She seduced her father-in-law by posing as a prostitute. And you thought your family had problems, right? Rahab and Ruth were not even Israelites originally. Rahab was a Canaanite. Ruth was a Moabite. Cursed nations. These were cursed nations according to the Torah. The Israelites were instructed not to intermarry with Moabites and Canaanites because they were considered pagan and, and idolatrous. Bathsheba, by no fault of her own, was in a scandalous and sinful marriage with David, and Mary was an unwed pregnant teenager. All five of them were regarded as 
women of questionable purity, women of ill repute according to the standards of the day, and yet all are mentioned here in Matthew's genealogy, not despite this, not despite it, but because of it. All are regarded as righteous and heroic figures and the mothers of Jesus, the mothers of Jesus no less. Their presence in the nativity story was intended to have a disruptive effect. It was meant to challenge first century Jewish conceptions of holiness and purity and how God worked in the world. These women show how God doesn't play by religion's rules. God doesn't play by religion's rules or the rules of religious law. These women reveal how the God revealed in Jesus of Nazareth was not a God of religious law, but a God of love, a God of unconditional, radical, audacious, inclusive love for all his children, regardless of their background. People such as these, Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, Bathsheba, Mary, people such as these were now shown in a different light, the light of God's love. I'm reminded this evening also of the Magi. Magi were known also as the wise men. You're probably familiar with them. Tradition holds that the Magi were Zoroastrian priests, these from Persia. These men were not just Gentiles, but they were clergy, priests in a foreign religion, Zoroastrianism. And yet, here we find them at the crib, and their presence is like that of the five women in Matthew's genealogy. The point is, Jesus shattered all of these barriers that religion creates between God and his children. It doesn't matter if you're a Moabite, a Canaanite, a Samaritan, a sex worker, a Zoroastrian priest. It didn't matter. You're all included in God's kingdom and God's family. You are all regarded as the beloved children of God. In the same way today, it doesn't matter if you're gay or straight, Christian, non-Christian, Muslim, Jewish, Buddhist, spiritual but not religious, that's the new one, right? <laughs> Whatever. We're all God's children. This is the light of the love of God revealed in Christ. This is what it means that he was a light of revelation to the Gentiles. It's a light of revelation and a light of liberation from oppressive religion. An oppressive religious law, human understandings of God used for power. We are all the beloved children of God. And to be clear, there was something deeply, deeply faithful to the Jewish tradition about this idea. When, when Matthew and Luke say that Jesus was a light of revelation to the Gentiles, they're actually quoting the book of Isaiah. That comes out of Isaiah. When they say that, that's part of, the, they're quoting the Hebrew scriptures. In this way, Jesus functioned in the role of a Hebrew prophet, like Isaiah and Amos and Micah and others, who critiqued the religious authorities of their day for the way that they used religion to oppress, exclude, and harm. Jesus was just doing what prophets did when he critiqued the Pharisees and the priests and the powers that be for the way that they used religion and religious law to oppress, exclude, and harm. That's just what Hebrew prophets did. 
This is what God has been up to for generations, and he's still doing it today. In the church, the church deserves critique today for the way it uses religion and religious law, doctrine, dogma, creeds in order to oppress, exclude, and harm, and define who's in and who's out, who's the child of God and who's not. And so Jesus just embodied from day one, from his very birth, this traditional role of a Hebrew prophet when he revealed that God is not a God of religious law, but a God of love and justice, a God who cares most of all, especially about the poor and the outcast and the outsider and the foreigner and the stranger and the marginalized and the downtrodden, all those who had been called impure and unholy. They're the ones he cavorted with. They're the ones that he welcomed. They're the ones that he identified with, ate and drank with. It's them. They are revealed as the children of God. This is what it means that he was a light of revelation to the Gentiles. May we remember it tonight, this holy night, and always. May we embody this light as well. Jesus in Matthew 5 tells us, you are the light of the world. Don't hide your light under a bushel, he says. Remember that one? And his light and our light are really one light. It's all one light. It is this light of God's love for all, a light of liberation from all forms of man-made oppression, but especially religious oppression that says some are not God's children because of their sexual identity or their religious identity or other social identity they might carry. In the light of God's love, we all are shown to be God's children. We all are the Magi. We all are Rahab and Tamar and Ruth and Bathsheba and Mary. That's us. Will you join me now in prayer? And this is a special Christmas Eve prayer from the Anglican tradition. Let's pray. O God, who has caused this holy night to shine with the illumination of the true light, grant us, we beseech thee, that as we have known the mystery of that light, so may we also be daily renewed by thy Holy Spirit through our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with thee and the same Spirit forever. One God, one light, world without end. Amen. At this time, I'm going to turn it over to Max and his brother Colin, who are going to lead us in song and scripture the rest of the service. We do this every year. It's uh, kind of our tradition to play some Christmas songs, and you're welcome to sing along if you if you would like, or just sit and listen, um, and we'll read through the Christmas story as well. But um, we often say this time of year in this service uh, that um, a lot of Christmas songs are old, for one, um, but a lot of them have language that might not um, make sense, uh, language that might not fit where we're at and what we believe. Um, and I'm just saying this to say that's okay. Um, we, uh, we have a diversity of views and beliefs and um, at, at a different places along our, our journeys. So just know that if some of them feel uncomfortable to you and you don't really want to sing it for you, 
you don't have to. Uh, we have folks that say they sing on behalf of the others uh, around them. So whatever it is you bring to this time and this service, um, you are welcome here. So we hope you enjoy. <clears throat> Come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile. Until the Son of God appeared. O come, thou day spring, come and cheer our spirits by thine advent. Disperse the gloomy clouds of night And death's dark shadows put to flight Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. O come, desire of nations, by in one the hearts of all men. Bid thou our sad division and be thyself our King of Peace. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come. days, Caesar Augustus declared that everyone throughout the empire should be enrolled in the tax lists. This first enrollment occurred when Quirinius governed Syria. Everyone went to their own cities to be enrolled. Since Joseph belonged to David's house and family line, he went up from the city of Nazareth in Galilee to David's city called Bethlehem in Judea. He went to be enrolled together with Mary, who was promised to him in marriage and who was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for Mary to have her baby. She gave birth to her firstborn child, a son, 
wrapped him snugly, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the guest room. Nearby, shepherds were living in the fields, guarding their sheep at night. The Lord's angels stood before them. The Lord's glory shone around them, and they were terrified. The angel said, Don't be afraid. Look, I bring good news to you, wonderful, joyous news for all people. Your Savior is born today in David's city. He is Christ the Lord. This is a sign for you. You will find a newborn baby wrapped snugly and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great assembly of the heavenly forces was with the angel praising God. They said, Glory to God in heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go right now to Bethlehem and see what's happened. Let's confirm what the Lord has revealed to us. They went quickly and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. When they saw this, they reported what they had been told about the child. Everyone who heard it was amazed at what the shepherds told them. Mary committed these things to memory and considered them carefully. The shepherds returned home, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. Everything happened just as they had been told. What child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Whom angels greet with anthems sweet while shepherds watch our keeping? This, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him, Lord, the babe, the Son of Mary. So and scold and myrrh come peasant king to own him the king of kings salvation brings let loving hearts enthrone him raise raise a song of Christ is born, the babe, the son of Mary.
Messi's lineage coming as those of old have sung. It came a flowered bride amid the cold of Isaiah twas foretold it, the rose I have in mind. With Mary we behold it, the virgin mother kind, to show God's love After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, in the territory of Judea during the rule of King Herod, Magi came from the east to Jerusalem. They asked, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We've seen his star in the east. We've come to honor him. When King Herod heard this, he was troubled, and everyone in Jerusalem was troubled with him. He gathered all the chief priests and the legal experts and asked them where the Christ was to be born. They said, in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what the prophet wrote. You, Bethlehem, land of Judah, by no means are you least among the rulers of Judah, because from you will come one who governs, who will shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the Magi, and found out from them the time when the star had first appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go, and search carefully for the child. When you found him, report to me, so that I too may go and honor him. When they heard the king, they went. And look, the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them, until it stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with Mary, his mother. Falling to their knees, they honored him. Then they opened their treasure chests and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Because they were warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they went back to their own country by another route.
God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ will bring love's light the dawn of Christmas day. To lead us all from woe and sin when we have gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. God rest you also, women, who by men have been erased. Through history ignored and scorned, defiled and displaced. Remember that your stories too are held within God's grace. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. God rest you queer in questioning, your anxious hearts be still. Believe that you are deeply known and part of God's good will. For all to live as one in peace, the global dream fulfilled. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. God rest your mind, O oh humankind, let strife and conflict cease. Remember love is active here and only to increase. To carry us to wellsprings of God's joyous hope and peace. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in a pitch-dark land, light has dawned. You have made the nation great. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as those divide, it, divide plunder rejoice, as on the day of Midian you have shattered the yoke that burdened them. The staff on their shoulders and the rod of their oppressor, a child is born to us, a son is given to us, and authority will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be a vast authority and endless peace for David's throne and for his kingdom, establishing and sustaining it with justice and righteousness now and forever. stars are brightly shining it is the night of the dear Savior's birth 
in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth a thrill of hope the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn fall on your knees oh hear the angel voices oh no His power 
Christ was born. Oh, ourselves today, um, across the world, um, in our own minds, in our own bodies, 
the pains and joys that we carry alongside each other. We ask that this Christmas and in this season, we might be lights of love, hope, peace, joy to everyone we meet and to the world that needs those things so desperately. God, allow us to celebrate, to rejoice in this season and turn us into people committed to transforming the world. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Merry Christmas. Go in peace.